Nobody questions things in this country anymore. Nobody wants to rock the boat. It's all bullshit, folks. It's all bullshit, and it's bad for you. But we believe them because they're pounded into our heads from the time we're children. Children should be taught to question everything, to question everything they read, everything they hear. Welcome to Question Culture with Brian and Lornette. On each episode, Lornette and I discuss and question conventional wisdom about a topic we believe is important. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Q Culture. That's Q-U-E-C-U-L-T-U-R-E. There we share the links to the documentaries, articles, and books we reference on each episode. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the train derailment and environmental disaster going on in East Palestine, Ohio. How's it going, Lornette? Hey, what's going on, Brian? Uh, hello to our listeners. Uh, shout out to you all. Uh, Lorne Vestal, uh, he, him, bad motherfucker. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at EvolvingManLBV until my account gets hacked or suspended by Elon Musk. Uh, you can check us out on the <laughs> Book of Faces, uh, Lorne Vestal, my public page. You can also set it, check check out LorneVestal.com, which is the Evolving Man Project, um, where we have uh, the home of uh, Question Culture Podcast and also other uh, blogs and uh, um insights from myself and other collaborators um including brian um so check out the evolved man project and also if you are looking for a little bit of light reading and not so serious and you want to get into the world of you like comic books or fantasy uh you can check out my wife and i my lovely wife who's a guest on our supreme court episode bernita haynes and me we have two books uh, the faders and alpha series even the faders and the second book that came out last year which is I and Alphas. So uh, check those out. They're at bookstores, independent bookstores to giant um, Satan himself on uh, Amazon. You can get them anywhere, but probably get them from independent bookstores. Give them some love, show them some business, power books, and all that type of stuff. So you can get that anywhere. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> America's Chernobyl. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, another uh, uplifting topic we got for the podcast. Um, so nor I would say in, in a rational world, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know what's happening in East Palestine, Ohio, but considering we live in an oligarchy, a dystopian corporate nightmare, um, I, it, it is possible that you might not have heard about this. Um, I do have some friends in my life that don't really pay attention to politics at all, and they didn't know that this happened. I had to tell them about it. Um, but in case you don't know, on February 3rd, a train carrying many hazardous chemicals uh, derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, spilling millions of pounds of these chemicals. Um, and eventually, the train company, to more quickly clean up the mess so they wouldn't lose out on profit, um, just lit all the chemicals on fire. And so we'll share on our social medias. I'm assuming, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you probably have a little bit of interest in politics, probably saw what happened. Um, but it's truly some nightmare fucking images that are just really scary. I mean, honestly, it looks like they nuked this fucking town. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as someone who experienced um, not something to the same degree, but just as, but pretty bad here in Atlanta, um, in 2016, um, don't you know how they do major construction projects and you see those giant, like they look like needle spindles, but they're like just giant wire cables. Have you seen those mm-hmm. before? And like, they're massive. Yeah. They're like at least like at least two stories tall. And when we first moved to our, our, our up uh, North Atlanta, uh, one of the Vidocs, I mean, one of the underpasses 
Uh, they just had a bunch of them just stored there. And I you know, looked at Bernita, my wife, when we first moved out there. I'm like, are they doing construction? And they never did. They were just stored there. And a year later, lo and behold, it's a massive, like, fire. And it under the, under the 85, Interstate 85, the, the flames and stuff were so intense and hot that the fucking highway collapsed. And it was like something out of a disaster movie. And it was black smoke. Um, in the air, you could see it for miles on end, and basically the the city was like, oh, it was homeless people smoking smoking crack under the bridge, and that would oh, cause. I remember that. I remember I'm them like, blaming no, them. they had these giant cables under. They just stored them there. Like, what company stored them there? Like, obviously this was this is not some stuff that like two guys can just move off their truck. These obviously need forklifts and, and giant trucks to move these cables, and they just set them on. They just use some company paid the city council. To just store this shit under the fucking uh, highway, and an American interstate was destroyed for like months, because yeah, and we see this going on with, in East Palestine. It's the same thing. Um, hands, palms, getting greased of these sucking shitty ass politicians, and companies basically like trying to cut corners because they want to maximize their profit. So we'll get into that. Well, that's what I. It's so frustrating, is because like you know living in the era that we live in, we see all these man-made natural disasters that, like, if it happened just once, it would be too much. And, like, do you remember there was some, like, oil rig or gas pipeline in the ocean or something that blew up? Oh, the blue water water horizon. And uh, that was in, like, 20... I think it was, like, 2013 or 20... Where there was, like, a huge fireball in the middle of the ocean or whatever? Oh, yeah, that was, like, last year. And then, but you... Don't you remember the Obama era? Like, I think the deep water horizon, I think it was, like... 2010, 2011, and it was basically the Gulf Coast was basically destroyed. Like not destroyed. Well, it's been it's lots of oil spills in the Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast, unfortunately. What was and that was like one, one of, when, a huge one. What was the one when we were a little kid? Like the Exxon Valdez was that that, that one? That was that one. Yeah, and that um, was in Alaska. Yeah. Well, and what's what's showed how far we re- regressed into fascism is like that was like major major fucking news. I mean, I was a little kid. I had, you know, it took a major news event for me to know anything like in the news exactly. happened. So that was like, you know, you know, every network was covering it. Now with this East Palestine, because of, all, you know, all our major corporation media co- corporations are controlled by like a few rich people. They all just try and cover all this shit up. So you don't even like really hear about it unless, you know, you do see it on social media and do some digging. And that's really what happened with East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, at first it was a complete media blackout. Like, they were not covering it at all. And it was just because of, you know, word of mouth and people sharing stuff on social media. I mean, that's when, for the first week and a half, two weeks, I only heard about it or saw saw of it because of Twitter and TikTok. And, and I have a, a a sinister thing about, like, why well, I think that that asshole Elon Musk bought Twitter. Uh, Twitter, you know, has been far from perfect, even when that asshole Jack uh, Dorsey owned it, because uh, he spent his time sucking up to Trump. All the time, because uh, since Trump was like one of the most popular people on that that platform, um, so you know it gave rise to, to Trump's popularity. But Trump was been popular since the '80s, and and also he had a TV show, so it was lots of fat. And then the media gave him a free cover of his ridiculous presidential campaign. So basically, they created Trump, and then they're like, "Oh my God, this is so horrible!" But like the media fucking loved Trump, and he was good for ratings. And no matter how terrible he was for con- the country, um, and just let everybody be blatantly hostile um where now we don't have shame it used to be a time where there was some shame 
Because even like Republicans are ashamed of Bush, but like now they're just like, we have no shame. So we can have somebody like Trump. And not to say that Bush was great, because Bush, Bush fucking sucked. And he was a fucking moron. But he was kind of like moron in the way that he was putting on the act. And he was really evil. And he was probably smart enough to put smarter evil people around him, unlike Trump, who just was kind of impulsive uh, and not that yeah. smart. But anyway, what I'm, what I'm getting at is I think Elon Musk purposely, one of the reasons he bought Twitter was to kind of stump out this whole kind of, it was a lot of stories that um, come that are forced to become mainstream are, it's thanks to Twitter. And sometimes you can, if you're on Twitter, you can go into the, you can learn, see what's on the ground in real time in some of these uh, things. Like we saw that with Ferguson, um, mm-hmm. even here in Atlanta during the uh, 2020 uh, protests, um, yep. the era spring, Twitter has kind of been a, a good tool for you know, activists and organizing. Obviously, the FBI, CIA, and the police are on these social media sites too, uh, tracking activists. So um, be careful out there. Stay vigilant. And uh, if you think someone in your activist group is an agent, uh, <laughs> they might be. They probably or, are. Yeah. They probably are, or they're, or they're throwing you off. Uh, so be careful. And that's not to say don't trust your comrades, but be wary of people um, and know that you know the feds are watching. Um, if you're doing some any activist work, but I think that's one of the reasons why he's. I think he bought it to like kind of stump out independent media and like um, these grassroots stories basically becoming mainstream because people on Twitter was talking about it. Twitter has a lot of influence, uh, for better or for worse, in our in our news media cycle. Cycle like it, major newspapers like the Washington Post and New York Times, even though they're full of shit, um, that will quote people from Twitter and shit like that. So it, it has an influence on a body, real body politic. And I think one of the Elon Musk reasons for buying it is to kind of make it just like every other corporate media aspect, which is like they really don't report the news on the ground and things that really affect the people. It's like, hey, let's let's worry about this weather balloon up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. No, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what's going on. And that always happens anytime there's a new technology that allows people to connect more easily. Um, the power boosts that be are always caught off a little bit, gar- you know, off guard at first. And then they have to and then they start going and like, OK, they start to understand it and start figuring out ways to ultimately control it. I mean, you even saw that like when books first start, you know, when the printing press came out, you know, around um, there was a huge backlash to get, you know, like only these people could print books and things like that. Uh, there's an interesting history there. So, yeah, it's we're definitely seeing that, um, you know, now is no different. Um, so <laughs> all that means is that we as, you know. Uh, people who want to change the world are going to have to keep evolving too because the system's going to keep everything that we find useful uh, for causing change. They're going to be looking into ways to control and ultimately squash out. Um, but as always, we do want to talk a little bit about the, you know, even though this is a recent event, um, we always want to bring up the history on the podcast. And it's exactly for things like this. If you want to understand why something happened, how something happened, you have to look at the history because nothing yeah. happens in a vacuum. There's no one person to blame or one event. You know, it all is be it all built up over time because of the things that preceded it. So that's why we always, even though you know it might be boring to hear sometimes, uh, we always bring about the history. And in the case of this train derailment, it's a history of deregulation uh, going through many presidents. Um, so corp- many corporations and many presidents are to blame for this event. Um, and we'll start with the Obama era. Um, In 2014, following several high-profile train derailments, the Department of Transportation finalized a bill stating that new electronic brakes need to be used for trains carrying highly flammable liquids such as crude oil and ethanol. 
um the the electronic break it's funny too <laughs> in the article i was reading they call these new electronic brakes what i did not know is most of the braking system on the trains across our country were set up during the civil war their designs from the civil war what the so fuck? They're literally that fucking old um that's so like that's new- like almost 200 fucking years ago god damn right right like what else do we still use technology that old for like it's fucking insane um, but what these new <laughs> electronic brakes do um, is they work on all the train cars simultaneously while the conventional Civil War air brakes are applied sequentially along the rail line. The rail line. Um, so the railway brake system, um, you know, is <laughs> it's it'll if we have updated brakes, it could prevent things like this. Um, however, during Obama's presidency, the railway industry successfully lobbied the government to make the definitions of trains that fall under this new bill extremely narrow. Of they course. It would be too, yeah, they claimed it would be too costly to update all the braking system. Um, but as we'll get into, if you look at the profit margins of these companies, that is a complete lie. They could easily um, update these things. Um, so no surprise there, but and no surprise, I guess, living in this country that lobbyists completely control our government and even when they do hey maybe we should update this shit from the civil war whoa 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 don't now don't go crazy that might cost us some money so it's just fucking our government we're like not even a real country anymore like we're just like a corporation with like a bunch of human resources (laughs) oh exactly exactly we we, 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 you got the the banks the the court the the government their corporations, and then like you know, they have their their military wing, which is the uh, freaking um, army and uh, military and uh, police. So the right hands of although pressure has has Huey P. Newton like to say. Mm-hmm. And um, so Obama ha- and you know his administration and the people in government during that time have a little bit to blame for that. Um, then during the Trump era. The railroad lobbyists successfully lobbied the government to repeal even those small regulations that were done under Trump. Um, and, of course, Trump being the fucking asshole that he is completely went along with it. That's why people who still think that, like, Trump is somehow a man of the people are, like, is so insanely brainwashed. It's, like, hard to comprehend. Um, but, well, I guess same, same thing for people who fucking <laughs> like Democrats, too. It's like, have you not been watching what's happening, you know, in the last... You know, I mean, all right, people who are 18 just getting into politics, I understand being a little naive. I was, you know, I voted for Obama and stuff. Um, but to have been alive for more than a few election cycles and to not catch on how this is, you know, how this works is is pretty surprising to me that I guess, I guess people just don't pay attention. But um, and then after Trump, so then Biden comes in and you think, you know, oh, OK, Democrats are a little bit better than Republicans. They you would think Biden would. <laughs> reinstate some of these basic things he did not he did not reinstate the the um obama era regulations to get the brakes updated and not just that the railway workers have been warning of these kind of issues for a long time and it came up that they were going to go on strike they were fighting things for paid sick leave safer working conditions and much like two weeks then they want like two weeks of fucking vacation just two weeks well they they like don't even have any real sick time because they they're like on call all the time and it's like so it's impossible like if they want to go to the doctor they like can't find time to go to the doctor like it when i was like reading about you know what they wanted and their working conditions it's absolutely fucking insane not to mention you know as we'll get into these railroad companies were 
you know, laying off employees at because also during COVID, you had even more deregulations in other areas. So they were just finding excuses to lay off as many workers as they have. So jobs yeah, I, that I, would read, normally... I read like it was like 20, 29 percent of the industry was laid off. Yep. That's what I read, too. Yep. I, I saw I, I read several articles and they were all ranged between like 25 to 30 percent of the, the workforce was laid off. Um, and not only that, but then uh, Biden, uh, the U.S. Senate voted 80 to 15 to impose a tentative contract deal on a dozen unions representing 115,000 rail workers. Effectively, what that did was that uh, that blocked their ability to go on strike. Um, I kind of wish they would have done it anyway, even though, yeah. you know, the government tried to block it because, you know, that's what a fucking strike is, is being like, fuck you. You know, we're doing this. Um, but you know, the, exactly. the powers that be and the businesses were all worried about like, Oh, we don't want to, you know, affect Christmas, you know, the Christmas is coming up. We don't want to affect yeah, we, that, we don't, money. That would we be- don't want to affect our you know revenue. <laughs> I mean, families won't get their toys or the children. I mean, yeah, shame on you workers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and as I mentioned, um, during COVID, um, the government, um, issued waivers extending the minimum mileage before a thorough inspection was required. Um, so the railroad companies use this as an opportunity to do huge layoffs, um, on inspectors, track and car men, and, um, severely shorten the minimum and maximum times car engines inspections need to be, um, you know, done that inspections need to be done. So, um, all, you know, the last three presidents at least are definitely, they're all culpable in this because they're all rather than doing what's right for the people of the country you know, fuck that. They just get the lobbyist money, get the, the lobbyists in their ears all day long. And, and this is what you get. You get an insane environmental disaster. Sorry, do you have something to say, Lauren? Oh, no, I was just going to say that with the um, with the lobbyists, I mean, people. Yeah. The, 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 so it, people do like nonprofit organizations and individuals have lobbied the government uh, for good things. The problem is with lobbyists, though, especially like allowing lobbyists is that a vast majority of lobbyists, especially in DC, but not just DC, you get to look at your city council, um, to your state, state houses. These like the corporate lobbyists, they have lots of money, they have lots of power, they have lots of influence. So if they're donating 10 grand to a, you know, a politician's reelection campaign and you're donating $5 and I say this all the time, whose call is your local politician going to take? So then we can just keep it a local election. Let's say I, I'm born and raised in Chicago. I live in Atlanta, Georgia nowadays. So let's say we Chicago had the aldermen. They had their city council. Atlanta has their city council. We don't call them aldermen here in um, Atlanta. They're just council members. Um, but, you know, we elect them and stuff like that. But if, if freaking Delta Airlines is giving, you know, my local uh, council member freaking, you know, $10,000 or $20,000 or $100,000 for the reelection bid, you're giving them $5. Or you're giving them $10 because, like, you work and you got kids and you got other stuff to do and you don't have disposable income like that. So, you know, but you believe in this politician and then you donate to them. Whose call are they going to take? They're going to take Delta's call because Delta gave them so many thousands of dollars versus your ass who gave them 10 or $15. And that was really made me mad about the Bernie Sanders campaign because he was one of the only presidential can- candidates. Like, he, his, his small numbers of small donation dwarfed everybody else. So when the DNC was like, oh, Biden was winning by a long shot, he, he had corporate money behind him. So, yeah, he could railroad his way in there and then throw his boy Obese, who's also corporately funded. Yeah, it was easy to be the grassroots thing. And now I know people are like, oh, you Bernie bros, you're always complaining. 
No, the New York fucking Times reported this. So it shows you that the little people, when we want something of the majority, it doesn't matter because the corporations want something. They're going to get their way nine times out of ten. Let's talk exactly. about let's talk about this fucking company responsible for this. I mean, there's a lot of evil companies out there, but let's talk about this one company tonight. Yeah, these fucking evil ass corporations. Okay, so the corporation, the railroad company responsible for this disaster is Norfolk Southern. Um, the prior CEO was James A. Squires, who has a net worth of thirty million dollars. Um, the current CEO is Alan Shaw, who has a, a net worth of eleven million dollars. Um, Norfolk Southern. You so, say he you lives know, in an eight hundred square, eight hundred thousand square foot mansion. That's yep. fucking. That's like yeah. That's that's a fucking city block or some shit. That's insane. No, that's not more than a city block. That's why do you need those many rooms? Why do you need a house that big? Who lives with you? Well, that's what is so fucking. That's what goes to show you how sick the uber wealthy really are and how disconnected from the environment and humanity they really are because any rational person if you made two million dollars a year you like if i if i got some new job and i started making two million a million dollars two million dollars a year i i would give my employees some sick days rather than making four million dollars you know like i would have some decent humanity to be like hey i'm pretty well off why don't I fucking invest, you know, this money back into my company, into my employees? But no, these fucking vultures, all they are consumed with is how to get more power and get more money. And they just get insanely wealthy. And, you know, of course, in a capitalist system, that wealth doesn't come from nowhere. It comes off the backs of the employees of and and in this case, the fucking environment that they destroy. Yeah. What was um, the, What was these companies profits over the last uh, year or so? Yeah. Yeah, so that so that you know again, remember when they were lobbying the government saying, "Oh, we can't make these break upgrades; that would be too costly." Um, in quarter four of 2022, Northfolk Southern made 760 million dollars in profit. So it's not just revenue; you know, this is in profit alone. Um, in total for 2022, they made 4.8 billion dollars in profit. But but Brian, it just it's just too expensive. Those breaks, you know, those breaks are each break is about a million dollars so you know it's expensive so you know they they can't you know we can't do that you know we we just gotta you know these are collect our revenue but like you know you don't 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 and don't you know give us regulations and stuff like that so this was a company that had been refined for safety violations which say 1500 times yep and 20 and 22 times for environmental related offenses so all these fines totaled in like almost like what forty five million dollars, and yeah, and so and so for a regular person, if you did something illegal, you know, fifteen hundred times, you'd be in jail for the rest of your goddamn oh, fuck fucking yeah. life. Yeah. But, but when you're a fucking insanely rich corporation, it's just oh hey, can you can you can you please maybe fix that for us, like please? And look please. at the fines they get: fourteen million and, and twenty two million. And this company, you know, made annual profits of four point eight billion. That's a that's and I don't think people understand because it's like this whole thing like oh man, a million is a lot of money. It, technically, yes, it is. But like the whole saying is a million is uh, what. Um, yeah, a million seconds. seconds is 11 and a half days. A billion seconds is like 37 some odd years. Exactly. So that's, so this is like, this is like a drop in a bucket. These, these fines are, this company just takes it as a loss. Like, oh yeah, whatever. We'll take these fines. While they're fucking over the workers in the environment 
and, and, and creating safety, you know, people, we should be very outraged because working, hardworking men and women and individuals who work at these, uh, who get this transfer, who work in the railroad system, uh, yeah, they're getting screwed over. And, and their safety is being, being, being hindered. And what people need to understand is the reason these environmental disasters keep happening is because these co- these companies know they're going to happen, but they do all they do because all corporations care about is profit, so they just do a cost analysis. They're like, yeah, we can pay all this money for this new braking system, or you know, if we could just not do anything, maybe nothing will happen. It'll be fine. But if there is an environmental disaster, we'll just you know pay off some people a little bit of money. You know, spend a couple millions of dollars paying people off, and business will go on. So they oh, just look oh, well, at they it. do like BP did during the uh, Deepwater Horizon spill and be like, look at us cleaning up the Gulf Coast. Aren't we good? It's like, no, motherfuckers. It's your fault. You're drilling in the Gulf Coast. Exactly. And so uh, some more just recent history about this company. Um, in 2018, they initiated uh, a transition to what, what is called PRS, Precision Scheduled Railro- Railroading, um, which uses larger loads with et- uh, less oversight to ship more. So, you know, it's billed as this like, oh, it's great, you know, this great thing that'll, you know, save on resources and make things run on time and will ultimately be beneficial for everyone. Um, but in reality, just what is it, it does is more work, more load with less oversight, which leads to disasters like this. Oh, yeah. And that's the crazy thing, because, like, you know, the article I read um, is talking about the fact that they they fired 30 percent over the last, you know, um, couple of years. 30 percent of that workforce has been you know, let go. So that means the people who are still there are picking up the slack. And don't, and don't get it twisted. Their wages are not increasing at all. Uh, but they're getting double the work, triple the work, um, in in more unsafe conditions. So you have tired, exhausted workers busting their ass uh, with less staff, and, and it's all just for those companies. Because a good capitalist, they all about maximizing their profits. So if I have to pay, if I can pay less people and pay less money, better for me because I can keep more of the money for myself. Yep, exactly, and. Um... <laughs> Just to add the cherry on top, uh, Norfolk Southern is also one of the companies funding Cap City. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah. <laughs> so see, see everyone, see how it's all connected. <laughs> yep. It's oh my god, you can't make this shit up. Um, but let's talk more specifically about the um, at, you know what actually happened. Um, so um, around 9 p.m. on February 3rd, a train carrying uh, these hazardous chemicals derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, the train was comprised of about 150 cars, um, 50 of which were derailed. 20 of the car, uh, cars contained these crazy, insane chemicals. Um, the chemicals that were spilled, uh, you had 1.1 million pounds of vinyl chloride. Um, that's more than two times the total amount released in all of the U.S. industries annually in this one fucking event. Um, the, it also contained uh, these other hazardous chemicals, ethylene, glycol, monobutyl ether, um, ethylix acrylate, um, and these chemicals, um, you know, that they're, they're especially dangerous. Um, they're all considered carcinogens, carcinogens. Um, they cause burning of the eyes, nose, nose and throat. Um, they cause rashes on the skin and in the eyes, they cause, um, horrible breathing problems. So you basically like get fucking pneumonia and shit. Um, or, you know, the symptoms are like that. Um, there was also this isobutylene chemical that causes dizziness and brain fog when inhaled. And what I found especially interesting 
Um, many countries around the world, uh, China was one of the countries, um, do not allow this chemical to be this um, vinyl chloride to be shipped in that state. Uh, for this exact reason that it's insanely damaging to the environment and to people. So th what other countries do is they make the companies ship the individual chemicals individually, and then they have to mix them and create them on site. So we're not, so they're not transporting these insanely dumb, uh, you know, dangerous chemicals. So but it sounds like Brian that those other countries are being regulated. And I know that in this country, these <laughs> these libertarians and Republicans are like, we need less regulation. That's the problem right there. So. Uh, less regulation leads to your fucking neighborhood getting poisoned. But I guess the rich people are like, well, it's not my backyard. But I'm like, all this shit's connected. Like, eventually you're going to... Yeah, I just think of that fucking um, Cree Nation um, prophecy. After the last tree has been cut down, only after the last river has been poisoned, only after the last fish has been caught, only then will you find that money cannot be eaten. And I'm like, yes. Like, it's just the only... Their only existence is to acquire more wealth and more power and it's just pure greed. And this country is like capitalism, hypercapitalism, or has many of the leftists on Twitter say late stage cap late stage capitalism because everything's decaying around, and they're just like we got to keep business as usual while the house is on fire. You know, I try so hard not to just like make, have this be like the ragging on libertarian podcast, but I would love to hear like how they view a situation like this like there's no i don't see any other way this is a problem with deregulation like regulation is a good thing because i always hear this libertarian argument like oh no companies will do what's good for the environment because if they don't people won't buy their product and it's like that is so fucking naive and, and that's and bullshit and like, to how the world actually works yeah. well brian here goes a, a case at uh, antidotal you know example is, you know, a few years ago, I used to, you know, buy this product when I had hair, um, like a hair, like coil and sponge or whatnot. And, you know, I was like, I don't want to, you know, support Amazon, you know, and I, make, I used to make fun of my wife because she always ordered Amazon. And I'm like, you support the great Satan. So let me go, you know, just get it straight from the fucking uh, companies itself. And I went on like three or four different company websites to get this uh, hair product. And they all directed me back to Amazon. So I'm like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to like, you know, not buy and purchase from these companies when they have a fucking monopoly and you have no fucking choice unless you just want to go or live off in the woods and you know and apparently like we talked about in our cop city episodes you can't do that either so <laughs> god bless america <laughs> well i mean that's absolutely a point and also on top of it we don't live in a vacuum not everyone is wealthy and can just you know choose what they want to buy based on you know what company they like the best most of us a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck struggling so you just automatically have to default default and buy the cheapest product so again capitalism being capitalism that behavior is just a race to the bottom um but that's the the reality that we live in. So to think that like, oh my God, no, I saw, so I'm not going to buy them. And a lot, not to mention a lot of times they're like, you know, in your situation, there is no alternative. So it's just, I don't know, fucking libertarians. Come on guys, wake up. <laughs> uh, but this isn't um, libertarians. I want to just stand corrected. I mean, there's plenty of Republicans who think this way. And, and there's a frightening oh, yeah. number of Democrats who, who have no problem with deregulation and be like, look, we just got to, you know, business as usual. We got to make sure that, you know, it's basically the whole idea of uh, infinite growth uh, on a finite yeah. planet. Um, it, it's the whole market idea. The whole idea of markets is the is the, the, the root of the problem. And it's, it's some dumb shit that humans made up because it doesn't make any sense. In ancient societies, <laughs> yeah. if you look at nature, everything, like, 
nature's always recycling. It's in cycles. Yeah, it's in cycles exactly. and it's always cycles. I mean, our fucking bones and, and, and fucking DNA is made of like fucking, you know, dead stars. Um, life is the, the stuff of life, which is us and, and all the creatures we share the earth with for now, um, are made from dead stars. Um, indigenous societies understood this. Um, and it seems like ancient humans um, knew this, but it seems like since the industrial age, we've come to a new age where it's the, as they call it, the Anthropocene era. And it's just like everything is such a throwaway type of uh, mentality. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. someone else will do it for me. And we don't even know how to live in balance anymore. That's what's so funny, too, is like the idea of infinite growth, that does not, that doesn't jive with the, the the laws of nature. Nature does not work that way. Nature is is cycles and re, and recycling, ups and downs. There's flows. It's not it's not just keep keep just keep growing and consuming, growing and consuming, growing and consuming. And, and Brian, I hate think to break about it to those, everyone, but go. no, go ahead. I was just gonna go ahead. Think about when that does happen. When it's a, a species, a certain species, whether it be humans or some type of animal species or or insect or something like that. Just think about a plague of locusts. Why they call it a plague of locusts? Locusts. They would just consume all the crops and all the vegetation until there was none left. And then they consumed and consumed so much that they have nothing else to eat and they fucking all die off. Because yeah. nature and that's like, exactly and that's what's gonna happen to mankind. Yeah. We are gonna keep consuming until we make this planet so inhospitable to human life and most animal life that, you know, we're as George Carlin say, in a few billion years or in a few million years, the planet will be fine. It's the people. <laughs> Going away, and, that, and that's, <laughs> and this isn't some far off future thing. It's happening right now. Life on the planet right now. We are in an extinction level event because of what we are doing. Species are dying off and going extinct faster now than they did after the asteroid hit the planet that killed all the dinosaurs. So that kind of puts it in perspective for you. We are, and it's it's funny too because industrialization has only been going on for like what two hundred years now. Oh, so yeah. in the blink of an eye, we're like wiping out all the fucking life on our planet, and it's because we let this religion of capitalism and free market economy take over the world. And now you know the ideas of of you know lost generations and native peoples or indigenous peoples who understood that you have to care for you know you can't shit where you eat. You have to care for the environment so that you know you can sustain yourself. But we lost that knowledge, and now this is this is what fucking happens, and here yeah. we are, you know. And yeah, and these companies, when these these libertarians and these economists and you know um, conservative folks who would be like, "Well, learning and Brian, you're on your your fancy MacBooks and you have your iPhones," capitalism built that. No motherfuckers, workers built that. Workers built that. But when they when they talk about these companies being incentivized to like be green and do the right thing. First off, that's greenwashing. Second off, is bullshit. Because let's talk about, we have a prime example of how Norfolk Southern responded. Yeah, so, <laughs> you can't, oh God, this shit's so evil, you can't even fucking make it up. So, after the train derailed, uh, the company rather quickly made the decision to just burn all the chemicals uh, rather than to clean them up uh, properly. Um, they claimed at first that this was done um, to stop a possible explosion and was the best way to clean up the chemicals anyway. Well, we now found out that that turned out to be a lie. A lie. The only reason they did that was because they wanted to clean it up as quickly as possible so they could open up the rail line again and keep shipping things. So they didn't want to fuck up their profits was the reason exactly, they blew yeah. up the city. <laughs> um, they burnt, Also, in addition, they burned five cars instead of just the one that was going to put at risk of exploding. 
So again, it wasn't about, you know, doing it properly. It was about getting everything cleaned up as quickly as possible. Um, on 2-7, so just four days after it happened, um, the, rail, the uh, railroad was re, uh, restored and opened for business again. Um, <laughs> and this is, this is, oh my God, this is almost laughable how fucking insane this is. At first, the company said it would pay the town collectively $25,000, <laughs> which amounted to $5 per citizen. Woo! Thank Woo! you. That cleans it up. I can't live in my home anymore. All my kids have cancer. Thanks for the $5, Northfolk Southern. Buy yourself something nice, like a piece of fucking candy, because that's all you can get for $5, or a bag of chips. Then once the star, uh, story finally started gaining some traction, got exposure, um, you know, government, uh, EPA employees and stuff started going to the town. Then, the, the, then, ooh, it gets even better. Then the company said, oh, you know what? We'll give each citizen of the town $1,000. That'll do it. You don't have a home anymore. Your kids have cancer. But here's $1,000. Ain't that better than five? Aren't we awesome? Um, uh, and then, of course, it was uncovered. Um, and I guess I should give a shout out to the the best uh, on the ground reporting I've seen of, of this event is come from the Lever and Status Coup. Status Coup actually has reporters on there. Um, so we'll, you know, share the links to their pages, obviously. So if you want to follow this story more closely, you can. Um, but um, media outlets in the area uh, like, you know, the Lever and Status Coup. Uh, spoke with citizens and found out that when they when Norfolk Southern offered the citizens a thousand dollars, it came with strings attached, of course, saying that you can't sue Norfolk Southern in the future because of it, and you can't ask us for any more money in the future because we <laughs> gave you a thousand dollars. Even if you, even if your, you know, your kids or yourself start, you know, having you know weird ailments and stuff like that, and cancer because you've been exposed to all these toxic chemicals, and, and Brian, this this really hits close to home to me. Uh, because I remember when I was at NIU, um, probably like my third or fourth year, so I was probably like 23 or 24 at the time, and I got a check in the mail, and it was for $3. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this check for? Three fucking dollars. And I'm like, first off, what the fuck am I going to do with $3? Like, you know, I can't even get something off the dollar value mill at McDonald's. But anyway, I called my mom because it was, you know, from an Illinois company. And then my mom was like, don't you remember when you were, we were, you were in high school? And, like, um, your grandma rushed over uh, that morning was like, we have to leave. Um, because I grew up around 132nd Indiana. This used to be called Eden Green, Argyll Gardens, you know, Concordia Park. Um, I think they call the places. I think the Argyll Gardens still exists. But around 132nd Indiana, and that whole area uh, close to um, Dalton, Riverdale, and, like, um, um, southeast Chicago um, is completely... Completely industrial. If you go on 90, uh, uh, 94, 90, um, going south, you're going to see, like, the water treatment plant and all this shit off the side of the highway. Uh, right across from the factory strip club. Shout out to the factory. <laughs> Still going strong after all these years. <laughs> but um, it was a chemical spill. Um, and we had to, like, leave our neighborhood in the morning and shit like that. And I guess years later, it's probably a class action that lawsuit. And that company that's probably worth billions of dollars, just like Southern Norfolk, Gave everybody years, and this is years later, Brian. I'm talking about this. I was in fucking high school when this happened. I think I was like 14. This is like 1997, and I didn't get this $3 check until I was 24. So that was like 2007 or eight. So, so even if they get that, that money, it would take them. It would, they're not going to get that money for a long time. And that's what these people are going to have to fucking fight forever. But there's no way they're ever going mean, to be the they, same. They, they, 
Yeah, I mean, these are working class people. I mean, I know, like, for me, like, if this happened by my house, like, I'd be fucked. Because you can't sell your house to anybody, so you're stuck with it. I don't make enough money to fucking pay this mortgage and then also have another place to fucking live. So it's like you're complete. You get you're just completely fucked. They might as well have just bombed you. Like it, it's completely you know uprooting your life. Um, it's, it's fucking insane. And then of course um, on two sixteen, finally a, a town hall was held so that the citizens could try and figure what the fuck was going on because they're getting to this day they're still getting mixed signals. Um, you know of course the government's trying to cover it up, but everyone's getting sick. So there's all these mixed signals. They're trying to figure out what's going on, how the cleanups going, things like that. Um, not a single uh, representative from Northfolk Southern showed up to the town hall. Um, you know, oh, they course. said because <laughs> they fe- they feared for their safety, and rightfully so. Uh, these people should be hung in the t- the CEO should be hung in the town square. But um, I'm against the death penalty, so I guess I'll uh, just you know uh, ride with locking him in prison for the rest of his fucking life. Oh yeah, along with the the other executives of this fucking country co- company. Um, and then let's talk about the uh, mainstream media because. Uh, I remember, like, people were really asking our transportation st- secretary, um, good old Pete Buttigieg himself, rat boy, ex- the rat boy extraordinaire, who basically, like, um, and, you know, of they, I saw on Twitter and stuff, uh, independent journalists questioned him, and he, like, blew out those questions, blew out those questions, are you going to visit, um, or what's the situation, what are you doing? It's like, oh, and then the White House press secretary, the lady, um, I forget her, I forget her name, um, but she was like, all these attacks on Pete Buttigieg have been in bad faith. He's a, tra- a transportation secretary. It's his fault. And let's, let's, not, be, let's, let's not beat around the bush, Brian. Uh, this trail derailment in Ohio it was just the biggest, most high-profile high one. But these are happening every fucking day in the United States because of our fucking shitty infrastructure. Just like oil spills are happening every single day because of our inf- shitty infrastructure. Yep. We talked on our nuclear mm-hmm. nuclear weapons, uh, nuclear uh, weapons and nuclear energy episode about some of the facilities where we store or hold nuclear weapons and nuclear material and how those, their infrastructure is rotting. So like you have fucking dangerous chemicals and you have it put it in a, a makeshift shack. Here you go, we got this thing that can poison the environment and just kill us all, but... Let's put a shack over and, you know, bury it and forget about it. It's fine. And, I mean, even I was naive, too. I mean, I knew we had a crumbling infrastructure, um, but I didn't know the statistics about just how bad it was. And, from you know, after reading from this event, train derailments are happening all over the fucking country all the time spilling all these chemicals and i and so i started to keep track you know because we had you know we've been wanting to talk about this topic since it happened but you know we had to delay a little bit lornette had covid i had uh you know concussion issues um so i've been keeping track of all these derailments well at first i was going to read off each one on the podcast but i fucking lost count now because it's happened so many times just since february there have been train derailments in oregon louisiana south carolina michigan texas oklahoma there's there's been another one in ohio and most of these spill fucking toxic chemicals and the thing that's so frustrating with all these environmental disasters is no one's going to ever be held accountable because most of the time maybe you know the maybe the the train you know the conductor or engineer they'll die but other than that no one dies right away they all die of cancer later on yeah so so no one's ever punished because they're like oh you know like no one was hurt and it's like, well, yeah, fucking people are going to die. These people in East Palestine, Ohio that are sick, they're going to fucking die of cancer. They will. That's what always happens with all this shit. But no one's ever held accountable because there's not the immediate, you know, body count. And this is and another it's, thing it's, about these fucking, you know, blood sucking capitalists. Like 
They're not even doing capitalism right. Capitalism right. You want these fucking people lied to buy your useless shit. And infrastructure is good for fucking business. And then look, uh, the condition of roads, bridges, school, water treatment plants, and other physical assets greatly influences, influences the economy's ability to grow and function. Commerce requires well-maintained roads, railroads, hot airports, ports, so manufacturers can obtain raw materials and parts and deliver and finish products to consumer. Growing communities rely on well-functioning water and sewer systems and state-of-the-art schools free from crowding and safety hazards improve educational opportunities for future workers. Every state needs infrastructure improvements that can pay off economically in the private sector investments and productivity growth. So these fucking assholes aren't even doing their own system that they fucking always like to tell. Capitalism is great. Look at all, look at all the great things it's done. And they only fucking, they're not even doing that right because they're just like, oh, everything's collapsing, everything's crumbling, but we gotta make more money. So it's like, what's gonna happen when the fucking railroads are so fucking corroded that you can't send anything without fucking derailment? Or bridges start collapsing. We'll finally do infrastructure projects then when we finally get shit modernized. When fucking the, the Golden State Bridge collapses because it's fucking years of neglect or fucking another bridge. I mean, when I drove up to the UP, um, a few weeks ago, I had to drive across the Big Mac Bridge. Um, I don't know the official name because we're terrible with names on the podcast. But this bridge is like five miles long, uh, Brian. And this is where Lake um, Huron and Lake uh, Michigan meet. And you're driving over there for fucking five miles. And I can imagine. And, like, they were doing some work on it. So I was driving on one part. And then I heard a piece of metal, like, fall. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think my heart dropped for a moment. And I was like, I'm going to die. Because I'm like, it's fucking the wintertime. I'm above a fucking lake in this bridge. I, the water is like ice cold. Even if I can, even if I was able to swim, I'm not going to swim that far because the water's too fucking cold because it's frozen. I'm going to get hypothermia and like fucking like drown and, and freeze and die. So it was a horrible death. And I was just like, if this bridge collapsed, fucking, you know, people are instantly dead uh, for the most part. And that's, and that's probably what's going on with our railroads, highway system. As I talked about the fucking um, 85 highway collapsing due to negligence. Um, and just like this train derailment. And just think about, I mean, just think about in your head all the places around you, your house where you know, you know, there are railroads that carry, you know, products and things um, and chemicals. And, you know, I can think of dozens just off the top of my head. And even if you live in some weird area where there's no railroads, you know, anywhere around you, it, it's still all this shit from all these spills all over the country all the time are all seeping into the waterways. They're going into the atmosphere. So all the, you know... Again, these are this is these chemicals are going to seep into the ground. They're going to the plants that grow from, you know, farms and stuff, because the Midwest where all these, you know, a lot of these railroads are and spills are happening. It'll go into the food. And so, uh, you know, next summer you'll go and buy strawberries from the grocery store thinking you're being healthy and the shit will give you fucking cancer because some fucking negligent railroad companies poisoned it a while back. Well, it's just like they and, found and like, um, you know, microplastics in our fucking like um, sales and shit like that. So, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, I saw a funny meme about how our uh, our the boomers had lead poisoning and now millennials have microplastics. Yep. <laughs> Good old M. You can't fucking win. Gotta love yeah. that innovation. So let's talk about how our how our federal and, and local and federal government responded because, like, you know, the government for the people, by the people. So the government should be there supporting people. This, I know they had the best interests in mind and hearts of the people, not these <laughs> not these corporate CEOs that you know fund their campaigns and you know and, and they had to kiss their ass and all this stuff. I know they cared about the people of East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, derailment happened at night on uh, February 3rd. On February 4th, the local gov- government asked all the residents of the town to leave immediately. Um, four days later, on February 8th, the residents were told everything is safe and they can return home. Um, of course, all this time while we're going on, just like there was a meteor blackout, there was a government official blackout. Like, no one in the federal government was saying shit for, like, a couple weeks. Um, then the EPA came in and said the water's safe to drink. Um, but it turns out the samples that they were be- basing that on, um, they were tested by the same company that caused the derailment, Northfolk Southern. So Northfolk Southern hired some scientists, quote unquote, to <laughs> test the water. Um, and then they said, oh, yeah, told the EPA everything's good. I'm pretty sure those scientists, Ryan, oh, were, had the utmost um, integrity and scientific rigor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that um, corporation would never lie. You're just, this is just more communist propaganda. Like, the companies are benevolent, just like the police are our friends. I, I just, I don't, I don't believe this Antifa lie, lies you're spewing here, here, Brian. This is bullshit. Um, so, and we'll share the link. The Huffington Post did an article um, where the tests that they did for the sampling of these water did not comply with federal standards. Shocker. <laughs> um, and then if you want to add on to the mixed signals, so the government's saying, hey, come on back home. The water's safe to drink. Everything's good. Oh, but actually, um, you know what? You shouldn't drink the water. D- d- uh, drink bottled water instead. So it's like, is the water fucking safe or not? Is it like if the water's fucking safe and we can return home? Why do we need to be drinking bottled water? And um, as the on-the-ground reporting uh, showed, um, the the water is, like, horribly... It's giving people chemical burns. So people are talking about, like, after they take a shower, they get these rashes all over their fucking skin. Um, I listened to one story where a mom had to bring her infant uh, to the hospital, and the first thing they did, they were like, they, the infant has chemical poisoning and had to give them a chemical shower. Um, fucking crazy. So, and Brian, uh, as someone who served in the military, you don't want a fucking chemical shower. It's 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 they scrub you with like fucking like hard ass bristle brushes and shit like that. So it's not it's not the type of not not shit you want to do ever. And so um, the um, you know the then there there started to be these town halls and things. And during one of them, um, the Ohio National Guard attacked and arrested journalist Evan Lambert um, from the mainstream news outlet News Nation, uh, who was covering the spill and asking questions to the local politicians. And um, of course, as always, the police lied about the event. You know, said he was being disruptive and all this <laughs> sure. shit. Well, the he police, Brian, the police would never lie. They are our friends, <laughs> and they serve and protect the community. <laughs> Have we done an episode about this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. This is this is just sounds like communist propaganda here. That I I would. Why would the cops arrest journalists? We have the First Amendment, Brian. This is the freest country on earth. They can report whatever they want to. They they have a right. This is our under our First and- Amendment protection. And so eventually, after major backlash, um, and after, and this is, you know, <laughs> fucking Trump, man. Hey, if anything else, Trump is good at manipulating. Because oh, he yeah. went to there and started handing out Trump water bottles and acting like he cared so much. And it, this is honestly the most sad to me is, like, how fucking gullible and stupid people are. Because he goes there and, you know, a crowd a crowd shows up to greet him. Oh, you know, thank you for coming. One, Trump's not doing fucking anything to help you. He's doing that as a photo op to help with his exactly. presidential campaign. Two, he was part of the fucking, you know, deregulation exactly. that fucking caused <laughs> this to happen. Now, people try and... People are... I saw Joe Rogan do this, too. These people are so fucking stupid. 
Trump's deregulation had to do it wouldn't have prevented this specific thing as it had to do with the you know the type of chemical so this would have been able to go even with that Obama air regulation but it's still part of the same overall bigger picture of letting corporations run wild and deregulate everything which Trump did as much if not more than any other president exactly they they all do it they've been doing it since the Reagan era deregulation because it's all about deregulation and tax cuts tax cuts and that's how we grow the economy which really really really, what it really means grow the economy means let's make sure the rich people get richer and the poor people get poorer while the fucking planet and environment suffers and you know all the animals be killed you don't have anything to eat um but you know us rich people you know we'll just go to mars because that's what elon musk wants to do and i'm like you dumb fucks you're not even building a base to mars we're too busy investing all our money in war (laughs) and and so after trump went then finally you know people are like to Pete Buttigieg, like, you know, you're the transportation secretary. Are you going to get off your fucking ass and actually do something? Not that, like, I don't know. I find it kind of funny. Like, people are like, oh, he needs to get down there. It's like, why? What the fuck is he going to do? Is he going to start getting a broom and cleaning that shit fuck up? No. Fucking no. So, no. like, if I live there, I wouldn't give a shit if he came or not. Like, I know I he doesn't give a shit about me. Just like, I wouldn't give a shit if fucking, like, you know, Trump came or the president came. Like, I don't know why they got to go do this. Like, let me go fly over there and see how things are going and look concerned and like talk to right them. i mean maybe it's just like they want someone they want to know that their government maybe it's this whole thing exactly like we want the, it's we they want, want the illusion that the institutions care about them exactly. we know they don't but some people some people think we still live in an operating country which we don't now we live whatever. in a banana republic yeah. <laughs> exactly a plutocracy so a government run a government of thievery uh run by the the oligarchs even though we only call rich Greedy court capitalist Russians oligarchs, not our American ones. The American one oligarchs are actually job creators, Brian. And 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 <laughs> right. Norfolk Southern is a job creator, all right. They they caused their oil spill because they wanted to create jobs for those people in the community to go and clean up that spill. And then they want to give to the medical community. So when those people in that community have cancers and all type of illnesses from that. Those doctors will get paid. See, it's a long-term strategy, Brian. You got to fucking think. (laughs) You got to operate on a different level. You know, like my man, Andrew Tate, you got to get out the fucking matrix. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah. So uh, the Democrats, you know, always being the opportunists, they see Trump there and go, okay, maybe we should fucking go there so, you know, we can get some some brownie points. Uh, So uh, Pete Buttigieg finally got his lazy ass out there. Um, and I thought it was so telling what he said. Uh, I remember like when his first interview, he said, well, this is this is an exact quote. Well, this is a horrible situation. While this horrible situation has got a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly a thousand cases of, of a year of train derailing. I'm like, it's like that meme. It's like, that's worse. You see why that's worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like I say when like, uh, when like, I, I'm, you know, you're on Twitter and you or in social media and you're, or even in your real life and you're people like, you know, like, oh man, another, another, you know, unarmed, you know, innocent black person murdered by the cops. Whoa, whoa. And then, you know, you'll have like racist white people like, oh, white people get shot by the cops too. I'm like, what type of flex is that? That's, that's not a good yeah. flex. Maybe the cops shouldn't be shooting anybody. Just like as you're the transportation secretary. Oh, yeah, there's oh, this one derailment. I know it's getting a lot of fucking attention, but you used to think about the fucking... It's a whole shit ton of them. Like, well, you are doing a horrible job there, Mr. Sec- yeah. uh, transportation secretary. If it fucking... Can you imagine your job? You just go to your job and be like, I mean, you know, uh, I know that I get those reports done and, you know, the work isn't really done, but, like, you should see all that shit I haven't done for, like, three fucking years. Yeah, you're probably going to be fired. But, like, 
us, we, uh, we let's elect him. They should, he should be president. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> it's not a bad. There's nothing bad. Yeah, it's, you can't make this shit up. Um, so um, ultimately, you know, as always, he did fucking nothing. And finally, he said, uh, and finally, what his action, his call to action, uh, Pete Buttigieg, was, uh, I'm going to pen a sharply worded letter to Norfolk Southern. That was an actual article on ABC News. <laughs> yes, it was. A- yes, it was. And you can check it on Twitter. A strongly worded, that's the most liberal bullshit thing ever. You know what? I'm going to write a strong. This is not the fucking bank that charged you ATM fees and shit like this. This is a fucking company that had a dereliction of fucking duty. They fucking... They knew that they were operating on faulty equipment, transporting highly hazardous chemicals. Those chemicals spilled and has destroyed an entire community. Not only that community, but all the creatures and, and other you know environmental fallout that we'll share articles for from it. Um, but just like a strongly worded letter. You know, this is, I said, this is not, yeah, this isn't like a bank charge, just higher ATM fees and shit like that. That's when you write a strongly worded letter. This is a company fucking up. People need to be put on trial. People need to be sent to jail. Um, and we'll get to some of the solutions later. But but a strongly worded letter. Sound very liberal. Sound, I'm, I'm assuming Norfolk Southern donated to Pete Buttigieg's um, presidential campaign or future presidential campaign. So that's why he wrote a strong. I'm yep. going to be a strongly worded letter to them. Let them know how I really feel. They take that letter and they wipe their ass with it. That's what they're going to do. You, you see how the... It, it, the mask isn't even on anymore. It's so blatantly obvious that corporations have taken over our government, too, because during one of his other speeches while he was there, people judge was like, you know, we tried to do something, but the railroad companies kept, you know, fighting us on every kind of regulation we tried to set up. And it's like, well, you're the fucking government. You're the one with the fucking military and guns. You tell them to fuck off that they need to do this shit, but they can't because they fucking pay them millions of dollars. And if you take millions of dollars and then don't do what that person says, they'll fucking kill you. Brian, don't so, you wish you could be like, well, the government takes our taxes because, like, look, I have no problem with taxes uh, at all. Taxes is a cost of civilization. But in this country, our taxes go to fucking fund things like cop cities, um, do corporate bailouts for fucking um, companies that are fucking up shit like Norfolk um, Southern because I'm pretty sure if shit goes to shit hits the fan, they'll get a nice big fucking corporate bailout. But just imagine if me and you just decide, you know what, we're not fucking paying our taxes. And we just, like, decide, like, we're going to fucking fight the government. Uh, how, how far will we get in our fight, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> How far were you if you like fuck? I'm not paying any taxes. How I get all the way to the county jail. <laughs> exactly. We'll go to fucking prison. They'll come down. They'll bring the ring and a fucking fire down our ass. But these corporations can do shit that's a million times worse, and they're just like, oh, strongly worded letter. And of course, the anemic EPA followed suit. Uh, followed suit, saying they sent a general notice to Northfolk Southern listing the areas the company may be liable for damages and cleanup. So they're basically the government's going to sit, going to bring it to the company that caused it, that they're okay. You're going to be in charge of the fucking cleanup. Here's what you need to do. So and know, and, 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 well, they, and I'm sure that company will do their utmost, the best, most fantastic job to clean up that <laughs> yeah. <the> spill, <laughs> uh, make that community whole again, uh, compensate the people whose lives were destroyed and health has been destroyed. I'm sure they'll do a bang up job. But the government has not done a bang up job. Look at fucking COVID. It's just like, hey, I remember when I remember when Biden was running for president. And he was like, so many, so two hundred thousand people have died under Trump since COVID started. This is unacceptable. And it's like almost like two million under you know since since that time. And Biden's just like, hey, COVID's over. Fucking let's go back to fucking work. Shut the fuck up. So I'm like, 
people think these institutions, whether it's the corporate America or, or the government that has your back, and they fucking don't. And the thing is, one thing we do have control over is the government, because it's, it, it, theoretically, it's a government for the people, by the people, a republic for which it stands, a democracy. So you should be able to be like, hey, government, get off your ass and fucking do something. And not a fucking strongly worded letter, and not a fucking, we're going to send a concern of notice to them. But with a fucking revolving door because the people who work in the government go to work for these companies. The regulators from the government work for these, come from these companies. So to me, Brian, that's like fucking putting a goddamn fucking fox in charge of the fucking hen house. Yep, yeah, this fox has it. <laughs> Those hens will be fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. And I, You think they're going to so regulate funny. a company that they're going to fucking lead the government for and like work there? No, they're going to do everything in their power to be like, let's deregulate more. And should be fucking illegal. And it, it, it's funny people predict this shit too. So during, um, you know, if you remember during Flint, which I'm, I'm pretty sure Flint still doesn't have clean drinking water. Fuck no. But anyway. Oh, you know they did the same thing if, that they did Flint. Don't you remember when Obama came to Flint back yep, in the day and Obama drank the water? And, oh, I'm going to drink the water. Oh, it tastes They did the me. same thing in East Palestine. They did the same thing there. Uh-huh. Like, oh, let's all drink the water. And you know that was water from fucking water bottles. They weren't drinking the fucking hell. Fuck. Fuck no. I'm not drinking the water. Fucking hell. For the photo ops, it's such bullshit. They had a photo whole bunch of guys with like the, with the governor. Yeah, it's yeah, they had a photo disgusting. op with the governor and the fucking, uh, you know, the mayor or whatever. And oh, it's fine. And it's like, I want you to fucking bathe in that shit and drink that shit every day for the next fucking. No, how do the motherfuckers go swimming that creek that, that that fucking yeah. the poison and shit like that? Well, okay, so let's talk about that. The kind of environmental impact of what's going on. Um, and again, this is kind of a thing where seeing it obviously has a, you know, a bigger impact. So, uh, definitely follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We'll share all the stuff, you know, all the, the videos and pictures of what's going on. Um, and then, you know, definitely check out status coup to, to get videos and stuff. Um, but, um, the toxic fumes from the explosion could be smelt, smelt 30 miles away. Um, the EPA has this, this machine called a PM 2.5 particle pollution monitor, uh, 22 miles away in Youngstown, Ohio. And when the explosion, when they set the chemicals on fire, it spiked from 12.6 to 34.5. Um, there are, like I mentioned, there are videos um, from uh, emerging from neighboring towns and cities and even other places in the state with acidic rain. So after this happened, you know, all the shit, and you can see it in the pictures, all this black shit just going into the fucking atmosphere. And then for days, weeks later, it might still be going, I don't know, but people I saw on Twitter and, and TikTok, people in Pennsylvania and other places of Ohio were all showing it was raining. And some people had like, it looked like kind of like hail, but it was like foamy. Other people had it where like the rain was like acidic and you could see it like landing on the car and like ripping up the paint on people's fucking cars. Um, Everything's fine, showing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's videos showing at outdoor animals like foxes, chickens, and birds all dropping dead. Um, all the all the fish, frogs, snakes, everything seen living in the rivers, all fucking dead. People, you know, reporting their their pets dying. I, apparently, there was one dude who had a fox farm there, and a bunch of them died, and were getting sick and things like that. Um, there's videos, you know, all the waterways, and they set up these like stupid little dam things that are supposed to be cleaning the water. Um, but then, you know, there's this video, a reporter just threw a rock in the creek right behind these dams that are supposed to be cleaning this shit up. And you just see all this colorful rainbow, you know, chemical sludge just all fucking coming up. If you just like stick a stick in the water, you can see the, the, you know, chemtrails for lack of a better word in them. Um, 
citizens are reporting skin rashes, trouble breathing, burning sensations, nose, throat, all the stuff that you expect with this, uh, gastrointestinal issues. Um, so not only will this fuck up, you know, your brain and your lungs, it fucks up your stomach. Um, at least, uh, six lawsuits have been filed claiming that burning vinyl chloride creates, uh, phosgene gas, a chemical war, uh, warfare agent used in World War One, and out and is outlawed by the uh, Geneva Conventions. Um, there's an interview we'll share with hazardous material expert um, who said, uh, we basically nuked a town with chemicals so that we could get the railroad open more quickly. Um, people very close to this uh, crash site are having their homes condemned due to the air quality. Um, this only happened, so these houses only got condemned when they um themselves like hired individual like testing and stuff this wasn't you know this just didn't happen this was people forcing these tests to happen um and the epa has reported that the chemicals have now reached the ohio river basin which is used uh for water by more than 25 million citizens uh living in the area yay (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so, and I only laugh because I, you know, all I can do is like really cry because it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this is insane. And this is why, you know, I'm going to, we're going to title this America's Chernobyl. I heard other people call that. That's really exactly what it fucking is. It's because, you know, like when Chernobyl happened, the Soviet Union was like, oh, only 30 people died at school, but fucking hundreds of million, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people died later on due to cancers and all the fucking problems and shit. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. I mean, you know, I wish we obviously need mutual aid to help the people in Ohio. But that was the other thing. While they're interviewing all these people, I was like, like, if this happened to me, I like I'd be fucked, obviously, but I would go find somewhere else to live. I would not go back to my house. I would fuck. You know, I know these people feel like they have no options, but I wish I could. You know, it's not just a rash now. This shit will fucking kill you eventually. So, like, get the fuck out of there. You know, any way you can. You but the know, thing is, Brian, let's be fucking won't. honest. Like, you know, you, the only a privileged like person, the only pe- yeah, people like if you don't have any fucking money or you live in paycheck to paycheck, um, because like your job isn't paying you shit, um, you, you can't like up and move. You know, um, Bill, yeah, the great, the late great comedian Bill Hicks has a whole. Uh, joke where he's like, you know, America's such a free country. If it's so free, uh, try to move somewhere without any money. And like, yeah, you can move there, but you'll be fucking homeless. And we know how we treat homeless yeah. people in this country. Um, you fucking get thrown in jail for for vagrant, vagrancy laws and shit like that. And, it's, yeah. and the scene so is know, like less than subhuman. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's at that's it, it's better to move somewhere else and be homeless than to stay in your house and fucking die. Is how I personally would do it if I fucking was in that situation. But you're right. I mean, these people they just got fucked, um, and there's not, you know, they really have no options. So that's why. I mean, so I mean, we can get let's let's get into solutions. Obviously, we need to do some mutual aid to help these people financially get the fuck out of there. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I didn't see any. There should really be like GoFundMe's and shit for this. I don't I, know. I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure there are some. Um, and I, I'll look for yeah. them. If they are, I'll, I'll post them up. Um, and then you know, and, and since that time with this derailment, uh, we see that four others have happened since then in Oregon, Louisiana, South Carolina, Michigan, and Texas. Um, toxic chemical spills. Th- that that was like that was like as of like <laughs> the end of February. Like it's been a lot. Oh more yeah, it's probably so a lot. It, more. It, yeah, it's kind of just like these pipelines when they were protesting the uh, Keystone Pipeline and we had um, Standing Rock and you know one of the things that people are talking about was the environmental damage that this this um, pipeline spills 
and you know the powers that be and all the you know corporate heads were like oh it won't spill and we got all these type of regulations around it and lo and behold after fucking you know standing rock and he fucking destroyed lives of activists because like they're terrorists <laughs> they're trying to protect their environment but they're terrorists the real fucking terrorists are these fucking assholes who are fucking destroying our fucking environment who are poisoning things and fucking getting away from scot free because they get these fucking coward ass politicians in their fucking back pocket. And you and, and if you think voting every fucking two or three years for these for a new asshole to replace the old asshole, then you know I got a fucking bridge to nowhere to sell you because it's fucking they're not gonna do anything to fucking change anything. They're fucking bought and paid for a long time ago. So that's just to be right there. So one thing we can fucking do right now and change the whole railroad system system is nationalized the railroad system. Yeah, anything... I mean, I, I'm a socialist, so I want to fucking nationalize everything. Oh, fuck but, yeah. uh, even 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 if that's a bridge too far for you, we definitely need to nationalize the things that we all... that the entire civilization relies but the on. But it's the railroad and system. And optional. And, and Brian, huh? the, 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 the private companies, um, you know, own airlines, but the fucking government... Like air traffic controls and all that shit are fucking government. Like it's it's the fucking government doing. So it's technically socialism. So the nationalized railroad system and even the workers themselves, many of them are calling for it. Mm-hmm. Nationalizing oh, yeah. the railroad Absolutely. system. Um, for one, they'll get more coworkers to do their fucking jobs because you have people who are obviously since they laid off so many people over the last few years in this industry, uh, people are doing double the work, less pay. Um, if they if they if they take time off, even if they're sick, they get fucking like you know demerits and like you know doc pay and shit like that. So they're going in work not even a hundred percent, and we got we got a whole fucking pandemic going on. So of course people are still getting sick, and even before the pandemic, people were getting sick. So it's like no, like they the workers themselves are in a shitty situation, um, in less safety conditions and working like this. So nationalizing it will actually be able to regulate this shit. Because when you see, when you let the private market does everything, and I know these economists like, it'll all solve itself. No, it fucking doesn't because no one's there to regulate them and they don't have to do shit. Oh, you know what? One thing we forgot to mention too that I read that I wanted to bring up um, was when this initially happened and they were, you know, bringing the EPA was bringing in people to like look at the situation. It was so obviously just for a photo op because they sent in some like germ cleanup crews and like there were media members there and, you know, citizens were like, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, this isn't, like, germs. There's no fucking germs. These are fucking chemicals. Yeah, like, exactly. this isn't this, a, this a is zombie a, attack. Like, what yeah, the fuck Yeah, this isn't COVID. Like, you know, this is COVID. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah, send in some, you know, send in, like, the fucking CDC then. But I'm like, this is chemical spill. So it's so just clearly obvious that the government and the corporations just want to sweep it on the rug. They just want you to die and then forget about it is, is all it comes down and, to. And, and just like um, we see other countries have done the right thing. So in, like, the 2008, 2007, um, financial collapse and i had a dumbass on on the social media and be like you know um oh um i was like obama basically you know it was some article basically like saying that obama you know uh he had no control over the the uh the bailouts and they were like (laughs) and 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 then someone was like well actually bush did those bailouts i'm like you know who won and like and i was like i said well obama did the bailouts in 2008 i mean he he continued them in 2009 because that's when he became president. But sometimes it's like, oh, Bush was president in 2008. So it was Bush. I'm like, all right, look, I messed up the year, but I'm still 
fucking right because Obama became his president and he continued those bailouts. And guess what he also did? He got fucking recommended all those people who were part of that industry who fucking fucked up the economy. He put them in his fucking cabinet. You know what Iceland did with their bankers? They fucking put them in jail. And you know what we should do to the people in fucking um, Norfolk Southern? Those CEOs? Everybody talks about personal responsibility where your company has fucking poisoned an entire city. A town. You all should go to jail. Entire states, really? Yeah, entire, multiple states. And Brian, if me and you poison some fucking body, we're going to fucking jail. We're getting on where we're going to be put on death row. I will because I'm in fucking back, back country as Georgia. So backwater as Georgia. So I'll definitely be put on death row if I poison somebody. But these motherfuckers poison an entire fucking region and slap on a wrist strongly worded letter it's fucking disgusting <laughs> they should be jailed for the rest of their lives yes and they should be waterboarded with the water from the town <laughs> exactly no, i'm kidding and i'm like look, I'm, kidding, I'm a but, fucking prison but abolitionist nice. but i'm like these fuckers need to be punished like yeah like maybe you know what well you know it'd be a better punishment the fucking these ceos and these executives and shit like that who don't live in this community those people from that community whose whose livelihoods and homes have been destroyed that guy, the fun CEO has an 800,000, I mean, 8,000 8, fucking square foot mansion. Fucking move some of those people in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah there, there, you fucking space. there you go. Move them there. There you go. There you go. You know, eat the rich. And after we eat them, we can raid their pantries for the delicious $8 ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we need mutual aid to help the citizens out, get them into, you know, re- relocate in some semblance back of normal life. We need to jail the the ceo and criminally charged the the company and the the executives um at the company nationalize the railroad system um protect workers rights and unionize every fucking company across we need to re as a country we need to reunionize you see what's going on in france again they had another huge day hundreds of thousands of people taking to the streets um to resist uh their um retirement you know for the french government's trying to increase the retirement age so the french people are showing up we have a thousand different reasons to do that in america yet we're not and part of the reason is because we don't have the structure in place to organize something like that and you get that structure in place by unionizing your workplace um so continue you know we the unionization in this country is at its lowest point um, since the great, you know, since fucking forever, basically. Um, so we need to, the whole country needs to reunionize. So well, support. I mean, we, but we've seen, you know, on the flip side, because you know, we don't want to give all doom and gloom. We have seen um, unionizing efforts, um, you know, Starbucks, um, Walmart, uh, Amazon, basically. Um, so there, oh, yeah. there, there has been a, a big, uh, that's one of the mo- most positive developments out of, um, out of this whole COVID-19 pandemic has been uh, more people. The unionization and union organizing has um, definitely been at the much higher than it's been in previous eras. Um, so that's a good thing. And uh, hopefully it will be a continued trend. Uh, we need to do it more. And we need to fucking yeah, force I just, those assholes. I feel like that Star, that Star Wars meme where it's just like, more, more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And one thing that fucking government, those assholes in fucking office can do, Democrat and Republican, since they always want to talk about they are for the blue-collar working man and working woman and working Joe, uh, fucking, we have a whole bill called Pass the Pro Act, the Pro Act, which would make it much easier for uh, workers to organize, strike. Uh, and this should be fucking the law of the land. And and they're just they're just sitting their ass on their fucking bill. And you know the liberals will be like, well, you know, with the Republicans running Congress now, uh, we just we can't do it. Joe Biden's his hands is tied. Well, you know what? He fucking had the Senate 
and Congress for two fucking years. Well, you know, you had Manchin and Senate. I love, liberals always got some fucking excuse. And if what Manchin and Senate, well, the Senate parliamentary. I never fucking heard of the Senate parliamentary. And I fucking follow politics very closely. Did you ever hear of the Senate parliamentary? Until no. fucking like 2000, goddamn 21, 22. No. No, and I, fuck, I follow fucking, I, I thought the fucking, if you had a tie in the Senate, you fucking call the VPN and they fucking break the fucking tie. Cause that's what we fucking learned in our constitution class, which I'm pretty sure they don't have those now in school. Uh, so yes, students, if you're listening, if you're a student, that's what the fuck is supposed to happen. So who the fuck is this sending parliamentary? We didn't fucking vote for this motherfucker. They can go, they can go kick rocks, but that's, they all, the, the liberals always got some excuses for their starry ass sports team. I mean, I mean the democratic party, um, <laughs> increased funding to the EPA because we definitely slashed the EPA. Republicans, Democrats have come into office. They've constantly slashed the funding they can't do their fucking jobs, just like they do with the IRS. That's why the IRS will go harder at you for your $600 that you send to your friend on via PayPal or fucking Cash App than they will the corporations that's not paying shit, even though they're fucking up things. And we need to increase government oversight and regulation. We need to um, pass a bill to, to increase the funding for infrastructure rebuilding. Bridges, roads, our entire infrastructure across this entire country is crumbling right before our own eyes, leading to things like this. We need to start using our tax dollars on us, on our country. So how are you going to do that? Because, you know, if you bring this up to a standard Democrat, Republic politician, they're like, oh, well, then we're going to have to increase taxes. No, you fucking don't. You take that money by taxing the fucking rich more. So you do tax people more, but just that top 1%. And then also you dismantle the military industrial complex because we're spending more than half our discretionary spending on the fucking military, which what is the military ultimately? It's just to make sure foreign, you know, corporations in all our the foreign countries that their money flow is working properly so instead of spending money on our own healthcare, education and infrastructure we're spending it on making sure rich people can click you know keep you know collecting their mineral money and shit oh and for so, we're just good to where we're paying with the middle class paying all the taxes uh to fund the rich people making themselves richer uh through more policing through you know global policing through the military and making sure that you know those trade routes are opened up and that they can go in these foreign countries and fucking you know bully them and take their natural resources um because like hey but you get all this stuff you can buy here in america isn't it great so like you have more freedom than those other people over there so shut the fuck up and be an empire baby i'm like no you're americans we're people are getting fucked abroad and we're getting fucked right here in our own backyard literally has he just talked about this whole podcast of the people of East Palestine, people of Flint, Michigan, and for every East Palestine, every Flint, Michigan, there's a hundred fucking more. Um, I told the story about what happened to me in my neighborhood growing up, about when we had a chemical spill, and three and, and almost over a decade later, I get a fucking measly ass, like, you know, $3 check. Hey, you know, you might have fucking cancer down the line, but here goes $3. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and, 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 and all the people like, well, the taxing the rich, their job, their job creators. Look, we saw, um, since the, the last 40 years, um, 40 plus years now, cause I keep getting older <laughs> since the Reagan era, since he, in 1980, when they started the deregulation and, and tax cuts, um, inequality went up, CEO pay has went up. The gap between rich and poor has only increased. Deregulation is basically destroyed industries where now every media 90 what that was like 90 percent of our media is owned by like six corporations yep i think it's even more than that yeah but yeah yeah all these companies are consolidating they're just all fucking monopolies and i thought capitalism was about fucking competition so it should be a bunch of fucking you know businesses out there not just like a few major corporations that run everything but you know 
<laughs> you know, it's always do as I say, not as I do. So these are definitely solutions. Um, and then like, and what you can do is like support the people of East Palestine. Yeah, mutual aid, definitely what Brian said, definitely do that. But go ahead, Brian. Yeah, and I do think, I think mutual mutual aid, we need to rebuild our communities and then unionization. We need, re, we need to rebuild a way to organize. And I guess I personally don't care if that is through workplace unionization, but that does seem the best way we need to somehow start organizing because you know as malcolm x said we're not outnumbered we're out organized exactly and that's exactly what's going on and we need a mass strike in this country badly yeah. i mean france is doing it because they fucking tried to raise the retirement by two, two fucking years, years. yeah and we and don't have fucking health care can you imagine what france would be like if they tried to take away their fucking health care oh, no, they're fucking it would be guerrilla warfare in the fucking street and americans is like oh well we can't afford health care because i don't want to pay for somebody else's <laughs> I love these dumbasses. Don't you hate that shit? Well, if we release student loan debt, I'm paying for somebody else. No, I'm not paying for. I like you dumbasses. That's what fucking taxes are. Paying for somebody else. You just your dumbass is paying for fucking more police, more military, and fucking for rich people to get richer because they're not fucking paying taxes. They're taking all that money for you. I, I spent last my like my last year in taxes. I got like fucking. I owed the fucking state of Georgia. Those fuckers. Um, even though these roads suck and infrastructure here is shit, completely shit. Completely fucking shit. Fucking parking garages barely work in this fucking city in Atlanta. So let me just be there. Fucking Georgia infrastructure shit. Um, and the federal government took like almost 10 grand or over 10 grand in taxes from me. And I got a tax return of, oh, whoopity doo, $900. Woo. <laughs> and where all that money go? Fucking the military. Fucking the goddamn fucking, uh, fucking the police. Cop city. Cop city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the, all you assholes talking about, if, if we forgive student loan, fucking student loan debt is some shit they made up. Once they forgive the student loan debt, no one's paying for it because it's disappearing. Because we just made this shit up. Because the economy is made up. It's all make-believe. We just make it real because we, we believe that. And it, and it benefits the rich people. Because they'll tell you, one day you'll be rich and then you want to deal with capitalism. But for the most part, everybody has to deal with fucking capitalism. doesn't matter if you're a fucking kid in a diamond mine in Congo or your fucking little kid in East Palestine. You're getting fucked. And I, you know, I, I, I hope our listeners understand this is all. I'm not, <laughs> when, when, when Lerna talk about, you know, the, the people of America, it's a general comment. I understand, you know, I know most, you know, a lot of you who listen to this podcast have reached out to me. I know you're on the same, you know, most of you, if not all of you, are kind of on the same pages as Lernette and I, but just talking about this shit is so fucking frustrating. It's hard not to, you know, get angry and, like, yell about this shit, because, you know, in a lot of ways, we're just like you all, we're like, we, like, a lot of times I feel like I don't, you know, there's all these huge problems, and I know what to do, you know, we talk about solutions, but I, my problem is, like, with apathy and feeling like I'll go to some action or go do something, and there will be, like, so few people there. So when I talk about, you know, the general public of America, it's the fact that, like, when I go to these protests and I go to see these things, it's, like, barely anybody's fucking there. And it's, like, what are the rest? Like, I understand everyone else has work and is propagandized and stuff, but it still is just, like, so frustrating. Like, we have so much work to do because... You know, not only do we have all the normal standard human problems that have, we humans have had for all of existence, now we got the ecological disaster to worry about that's really going to wipe us out. So that's going to make all our, you know, other issues <laughs> obsolete. Exactly. We're all going to be fucking dead. So, yeah, we're gonna, you know, I appreciate, you know, 
I appreciate you all listening to the podcast, listening to us vent. Sorry if it sounds like I'm angry sometimes, but it's just because it is incredibly frustrating. And I understand, you know, when we talk about dumb libertarians and shit, I know that's not most of the people that listen to this podcast. But nonetheless, it's just frustrating that these people are out there really fighting progress at every turn. And it, it, it gets annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. And I'm sure you all, you know, experience the same shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So appreciate our listeners. Uh, please leave a review. Um, please, you know, put it out there. We're doing, this is just one of the many things we're doing to try to make the world a little bit better and, and everybody can and do something, even if it's donating a little bit of time, a little bit of money, um, even, you know, talking, discussing about this uh, during family dinners or get togethers, um, you know, challenge, challenge the folks who are like, well, deregulation means the loss of jobs. And if you, and if you raise the minimum wage, all the, all the prices go up, tell them all the prices are up now. If, if they say, oh, you know, these trans women are trying to replace real women or these trans men are trying to replace women. I'm like, no, they're just trying to live their lives to be their true, authentic selves. They're not they're not trying to replace anybody. In fact, trans women are likely to be fucking murdered by, you know, the state or by their intimate partners because they don't have any um, political in, um, protections. And this is wrong. And all these things are wrong. And we shouldn't be allowing corporations to poison our communities um, and get away with it. Um, if we start fucking lobbying the government to actually do their fucking jobs and fucking place these CEOs and executives in jail and hold them accountable because you as a regular citizen will be held accountable. If you fucking run in the red light, if you, you know, cause an accident, if you drink and drive, you will be held accountable by the state or by a company. If you buy a company, if you fuck up at your job, you'll get fired and you can get fined all this shit. But co- companies can do the poison towns, destroy livelihoods, destroy the fucking eco ecosystem. And they just get a strongly worded letter. It's bullshit. So all these assholes always talk about personal responsibility and accountability. And they have none for them fucking sales. Whether that's those assholes in the government or these assholes in these corporate boardrooms. So when people are like, what about their common humanity? They are, they're human beings just like us. They're not fucking special. They're not from some other fucking dimension. They don't come out of some membrane from another fucking re- These are just everyday fucking people. These people just happen to be a lot of greedy, soulless assholes. But they're still fucking people. So you can't fucking challenge them and change them because they're just people. Corporations are just a group of people. They get together and say, we're a corporation now and we have a lot of money so we can do what we want to. But they can't. We got to hold them accountable. Everybody, that CEO, he shouldn't be able to go any fucking where in this country and have a fucking peaceful fucking night out because people should be throwing fucking tomatoes at him. We're not advocating violence. But if you throw a tomato at somebody, it's not going to kill him. He'll ruin his nice $3,000 suit, but fuck him. He's ruined fucking yeah. lives of fucking potentially millions literally of killed thousands of people is going to kill thousands of people and ruin the lives of millions and not to mention an environmental devastation and we'll post uh, articles and videos about this too i saw that too about that like now it's confirmed forty-three thousand wildlife animals have died and it's like one how the fuck do you get that number but like obviously it just means fucking everything in the area is fucking dying oh, but yeah. it's a anyway, fucking toxic zone. um <laughs> did you have a, a quote for this episode Yes, and this quote is from In These Times article. Um, um, and this is from the Railroad Workers' Mouth. They got a great article about nationalizing the railroads. Um, it was published in March 2023. 20, so In These Times magazine, uh, definitely a good magazine to check out. Um, railroad work, I mean, they're, sometimes they're a little bit too like nice to the Democrats, but for the most part, they, they do some really uh, on-the-ground reporting. Uh, railroad workers finally see the game for what it is. And that their wages, benefits, working conditions, and numbers of employment are going to continue to suffer as long as the railroads are held privately. There is no all no other alternative to consider but nationalizing 
and public ownership, which is, oh my God, socialism. But you know, it's also a public, um, um, but it's also nationalized and publicly owned. The mail, the mail, the post office. And I never heard a person, libraries, <laughs> and I never heard a Schools. person to me be like, Brian, you know what? You know, I fucking hate these teachers. I hate these postal workers and I hate the fucking libraries. Never. Just never. Yeah. <laughs> the only government employees that people send to hate is the tax man and the fucking police. And that's cops. and that's because yeah. the tax man is always coming after regular people versus these asshole CEOs. And the cops are just ha- harassing everybody except for these fucking... You know, they want to do some real fucking crime, solve some crimes. Go arrest these assholes at fucking um, North, uh, Norfolk Southern for fucking yeah. everything. Exactly. For destroying the fucking town. Um, all right, and for my quote, I'm actually just gonna um, atta- uh, just put the recording on. It was just a some guy on TikTok, uh, LV Workshop was was the name on TikTok, and he just had a little two three minute speech that he gave um, about this event, and I thought it was awesome. And you know, I figured you could hear it from him rather than me repeating it. So I'll just put that at the end of the episode. But uh, thanks again uh, all for listening. Um, if you'd like to learn more about this topic, definitely follow us Twitter and Facebook, Q culture, Q U E culture, we're going to be sharing all the photos and links and stuff about, you know, all, everything that's been happening and ongoing with this. Um, you can also visit Lornette's blog, the evolving man project. Um, and, uh, as me and Lornette say, we're all, we're not, neither of us are salesmen or marketers, so we don't really do any promotion for the podcast. So if you could please just give it a like or review, um, follow us on whatever format you're listening on. It'll just help us get noticed. So, uh, thanks again for listening and remember to question everything. Everything. Hey, fuckheads. I don't know how many of you watch the HBO Chernobyl miniseries. If you haven't, go watch it. It's amazing. But that show presents us with one of, like, the most horrific examples of dramatic irony that I can think of. Because, like, we watch this happen. We watch the meltdown happen. And we watch it through the eyes of the workers and the first responders and the people that actually live there. And as this whole thing unfolds, we, the audience, are watching in horror as these first responders get to the scene and are completely ignorant to the fact that they are being exposed to deadly amounts of radiation. So as we're watching this, we're just left horrified in our knowledge of what is actually happening to these people. And I say this because as I watch videos of the black smoke being belched into the air outside of East Palestine, Ohio, I can't help but wonder if we are the future dramatic irony of a horrified audience. Now, I honestly don't know. I don't have the scientific knowledge or expertise to make that kind of judgment. But I think there are some really frightening and poignant parallels to Chernobyl in this current disaster. And I think probably the most infuriating and mundane one is that this was completely preventable. It was like, what, three, four months ago that we had rail workers on TV ready to strike telling us how they were looking for uh, sick pay and how inevitable a disaster like East Palestine was because of how understaffed the railroads were. And what did we do with that? Did we listen to them? Did we understand them? Did we give them what they wanted? Did we give them the sick time or properly staffed railroads? No. What we did was we sided with the corporations and we forced them back to work. Norfolk Southern, the rail company responsible for this fucking disaster, recorded record profits of 3.2 billion fucking dollars in the fourth quarter of 2022. So when you see the blackened, acrid skies in East Palestine and the rivers full of dead fish... When you watch the government and corporations lying to our fucking faces and saying everything is under control, know that this is the cost of capitalism in modern America. Whatever utopian ideal some of you have for what it could be is a fantasy. 
And maybe the most bitter and cynical part of this is that we could have stopped it. But those same corporations have spent decades pumping money into our political system, making sure we stay at each other's throats, believing we're part of a ruling class that has nothing but contempt for us. Our gods are the Fords and the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts. Our identities are carved out of our continued exploitation. And our belief is that the more we work and toil for these corporations, the more righteous we are. I really wish I had some hopeful way to end this, some way to appeal to our collective will, but every time this shit happens, nothing changes. Like maybe a corporation gets fined an iota of their worth, or in rare cases a member of the elite ruling class is sacrificed to maintain the underlying capitalist structure. But there's never justice to the victims of the system. There's never some fundamental change. We're left staring at this bloated, mutated oligopoly, feeling like ants staring at a magnifying glass, wondering what the fuck we can possibly do. Any views or opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to Brian and Lornette and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that Brian and Lornette may or may not be associated with in any professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.